Welcome to Cincinnati Foodies, a new community podcast talking all things food in the greater Cincinnati area. Subscribe to our channel for quick 15 to 20 minute bi-weekly updates on restaurant openings, closings, rumors, news, and more. We are your top secret foodie hosts, O-N-G, and we're keeping our identities hidden for now or until this podcast is so huge that we can't hide it anymore. Hey, and welcome back to the Cincinnati Foodies Podcast. The bees are so bad right now. They're aggressive. I mean, but they're actually wasps. Like, if one more person corrects me, (sighs) I'm going to freak out. (laughs) Whatever. For me, the wasps (laughs) are the brown ones that have the little dangly things. And I call bee, anything that's black and orange, or black and yellow stripe is a freaking bee. Right. You can call them a wasp all you want. I don't care. They're bees. Whatever. But technically, the yellow jackets are in the wasp family. Whatever. And everybody on Facebook is, like, correcting people. Because I'm seeing all these posts where it's like, how bad are the bees at the zoo? How bad are the bees at Kings Island? How bad are the bees at Summit Park? And it's just like all these posts because they're so bad right now. Do they swarm you? They're just aggressive. We were grilling out the other day and um, three of the four adults got stung. (laughs) My friend took her daughter to the playground the other day. Got stung twice. See, that's too much for me. Yeah, that's like not, stresses me out. No, I'm like carrying a fly swatter. And I love the bees, but if these are wasps, then I don't care. Bye. I'm killing you. Yeah. 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 The honey Attack me and I kill you. The honeybees are kind of sweet. Like I never really worried about, I never really understood the difference with bees mm-hmm. until this year. Yeah. Because I've been educated a hundred times on the difference between <laughs> honeybees and yellow jackets. That's, this is, and this is why I stay off Facebook. Okay. <laughs> So how was your week? I started off my week by attending the Queen City LPGA at the Kenwood Country Club, which was super fun. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big golfer, (laughs) but I've lived in Madeira my whole life and I still live there. So it's a really big deal for our small community to have such a big event there. We had the VIP tickets, so we were able to go into the clubhouse area and eat, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Of course, there were a lot of bees, but these bees were more like honeybees and not so many yellow jackets, they were which nice. was nice. No. They were the nice bees. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to mention that they had 80 acres farm salad, Yum. so local there. Mm-hmm. And they had Hen of the Woods chips, another local brand. Yeah, I love that. So love the local representation there. They also had salmon broccoli and grilled chicken sandwiches Mm -hmm. there was an open bar so i enjoyed drinking tito's vodka with soda and a splash of cranberry Mm -hmm. that's like my favorite like midday lunch drink very refreshing yeah the general admission area had all of the cincinnati favorites available for purchase so they had skyline la rosa's and graders Mm -hmm. like all in like a little area so it's like a trifecta of cincinnati and then we walked around and watched some golf, and yeah. I cannot believe how far these women were shooting the balls. <laughs> like, they were going so far. Like, they would hit a ball, and everyone, you have to be quiet, so, like, everyone's silent. Yeah. And then it felt like a minute later, the ball would finally land, wow. and people would start clapping. Wow. So it was 
quite an experience to see it live. Mm -hmm. And it was fun to watch them film it too, because they do all these weird things with the cameras and have them on these lifts and stuff. So it's kind of neat to watch them film it and be kind of in the background. Yeah. It was just really impressive considering I can barely do top golf or putt putt. Oh, same girl. Same. And then I went to the Garnish Catering pop-up dinner. They had the girl dinner theme. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm definitely a girl dinner kind of girl. Yeah. So the menu started off with three different kinds of fries and dipping sauce. Then there was a dim sum course, which was really good. They had like all different flavors. For the entree course, we had three different cuts of steak served three different ways. And my favorite was the dessert. They brought out this like ice cream tray with six different kinds of ice cream on it. And it was just like a little bit of ice cream, Mm -hmm. all different flavors. My favorite ice cream that they were serving was the butter caramel popcorn and the smoked brownie batter ice cream. It was so good. Okay. I would literally buy the brownie batter ice cream by the pint because it had that like smokiness to it. Mm. So good. And I was talking to them, and I think they're going to do, like, a themed spooky dinner coming up. Oh, that'll be fun. So stay tuned for that. Love it. Then I went to the MJ musical, which I loved. I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan, Mm -hmm. so that was the perfect show for me to see. So I had um, one of his LPs when I was a kid, like a record. Yeah. And I had written in pen on the front of it. I love you, Michael. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And I used to just sit around and just listen to it over and over and over. Girl, same. Okay, so I have kind of a funny story. So when I was in the third grade, I used to tell people that Michael Jackson was my real dad. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Little did I know that he would have, like, loved that idea. Probably, right? So, of course, beforehand, we ate at Boca because we always eat at Boca. It's the the best pre-theater place, honestly. I feel like we always talk about it, so I'm going to keep it short and talk about my favorite thing, especially since I feel like their menu is about to change for the season. Mm. Like, it's kind of getting cooler, and they still have the corn pasta on the menu, and I feel like that's their summer pasta. Oh, for sure. They're about to change it. So we ordered the Palm Souffles 1949 which I absolutely love these. They're definitely my favorite French fries in the city. Yeah, you you can't go there and knock at them. Agreed. I have a pro tip. Mm -hmm. Order individual sides of the Biernais sauce that they serve it with so then you don't have to share. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Because I I don't like to share my sauce. I want all the sauce. That's funny. Then I went to an event in Columbus for the Ohio Poultry Association and learned all about eggs in Ohio. Oh, that's fun. Right. I love that. I thought it was kind of random, but I had a really good time. I love local eggs. So I have a fun fact. Mm -hmm. Did you know that Ohio is the second largest producer of eggs in the country? I absolutely did not know that. I had no clue that we had such a big egg industry. Huh. We had a big debate over caged versus cage-free eggs, which was really interesting. Yeah. And we made a lot of different recipes, one of which was a cheesecake, and it was seriously so good. It was, like, not too sweet. It looked really easy to make. Yeah. I'm totally linking the recipe in the description. Ooh, yeah. And the funniest thing that I thought from the whole event was that the big executives, I asked them what kind of eggs they buy, Mm -hmm. and they told me that they buy the cheap eggs. Oh, not me. (laughs) I don't know if I believe them, though, because I feel like there's a big taste difference. Well, maybe they just don't have good taste. Right. 
right. That's that's like, possible. I only ever buy eggs from a local farm or from Vital Farms. Like the color of the yolk, that like really like dandelion, like really have deep, you- almost orange color. Like I've got to have that. It makes such a difference in the taste. Same. Yeah. I I normally buy the happy eggs because they've been on sale lately at Kroger. Mm. Um, but I will get the Vital Farm eggs. The Vital Farm were on on sale at Whole Foods this week. Where do you get your local eggs at? I either like pop into like Turner Farm or I'll go to like just local farmers markets and Does Pipkins have them? Uh probably, yeah. So they're in Blue Ash. Yeah, yeah. we need to find some local pla- good local places to get eggs. Yeah. I usually get them like at the Deer at the Deerfield Township Farmers Market on Saturdays or Oh, cool. Like that. Yeah. So how was your week, Oh, The last two weeks have been a total blur, honestly. Like, I was in a wedding. Work <laughs> has been wild, which I feel like I've been saying for, like, the last six weeks. But it absolutely has. And it doesn't leave a whole lot of time for foodie fun when you're working, like, 13 to 15-hour days. But I did take some time to squeeze in a couple places. So the rehearsal for the wedding was, like, way out there on the east side. I told someone I was in a wedding in Moscow, and they thought I literally meant Russia because they had no idea there was a place called Moscow, like, way out on the east side. Like I don't past... think I knew about that place either. Yeah, it's, like, out past New Richmond. Um, I'm familiar with New Richmond. Yeah, so... <laughs> But on the way out there, I was super hungry and I like needed a cocktail on the way to the rehearsal. So we stopped at Front Street Cafe in New Richmond and it was so good. Like they had a salted watermelon margarita, which was out of this world. Dude. I know. it's. I need that. It's seasonal. Like they don't actually do margaritas. They don't have salt. So they don't do like a salt rim. So oh. I, it may even be gone by the time we po- we post this. But like it was amazing. And then I had some kind of like gin drink that was really good. It was sweet. And then we did a blackened salmon BLT on ciabatta that we just like shared because we were like running um we only had 25 minutes they were so nice we were just like can you bring the check with the food um (laughs) but they were so sweet and they have great river views from the tables outside that's good to know yeah so it was super delicious we'll definitely make the trek out to go again I feel like it's a pro tip to order anything blackened when you're going to like a new restaurant or something and you just want to like zhuzh up your meal oh a hundred percent because you never know like sometimes the salmon can be like bland af so getting it blackened like guarantees you're gonna get good seasoning yeah I agree. or in case it might be a little fishy it'll cover that up well and i feel like a lot of people are afraid of blackened because they think it's super spicy and it's not no it's usually not yeah for sure and then I finally took my husband to Vivi for a little brunch for his birthday. Oh, yay. I know. I've been like 10 times and haven't taken him and I feel so bad because it is his spot. So I haven't taken mine either. That's so funny. <laughs> and of course, Melissa and the staff did what they do best and made him feel right at home. He loved it, of course, and also walked out with some birthday presents from the gracious owners. So oh, that was yay. really sweet. And then I just love this place. It's like a slice of Italia. Right here in the Queen City. It is. It is. I love it. So I was supposed to go to the fundraiser um, with FCC at 
VV and the rebranding launch of Aglamises in Oakley, but we had some like family medical issues that ha- we were dealing with that day and I just couldn't squeeze it in, but it looked really good. It looked like every influencer in Cincinnati was at that event. Oh, at Aglamises? Yeah. I know. You but know- I was in Columbus, so yeah. I couldn't go either. Yeah. You know those Palm girls know how to throw a party. <laughs> um, Keith Pandolfi was even there. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. But then on Thursday, I took my neighbor to an opening at the 21C Museum Hotel for her birthday um, for a new exhibition that they have. And it was so cool. One of the artists was there to like talk about his work and the creator owner of the hotels was there and spoke with us. You would have died over his sport coat and shoes. Like they were amazing. And it was like the vibe you would have loved. Okay. So I wanted to go to this so freaking bad. I know. I was busy. I saw like the previews for this. I really (laughs) wanted to go to this exhibition because yeah. I saw it on Instagram and I was busy and couldn't make it so yep. I'm so glad you got to go yeah it was awesome so they had this awesome dance troupe also which are they're actually the only all black ballet company in Cincinnati wow. they're called Revolution Dance Theater they choreographed and performed four movements that were like just for the event and they had two weeks to get this ready and then they were dancing in this tiny little space on concrete it was so impressive wow. it was so impressive it was really awesome they had like they had snacks from metropole but we actually did not eat and then i did i'm sorry i went upstairs to the to the roof for a <laughs> glass of wine but i didn't eat the food i'm saving that for you okay good <laughs> I appreciate you. Yes, we just had a glass of wine and then moved it on over to Uncle Leo's to finish the night where we ran into like quite a few stars on the local food scene. I'm not going to like out anybody that was there, but um, we had a really, really great time. So I feel like all the foodies hang out there. Oh, for sure. Oh, and I stopped by the new Taco John's we talked about previously oh, yeah. out in Westchester. I'm curious for the review on this. Um, I was like stuck in my car all day and just needed something. And I was like, oh, Taco John's. <laughs> and so I just like literally cut across three lanes on the highway and pulled off on the Cincinnati Dayton Road. Exit. I love that. <laughs> um, It's like. Okay, so it's nothing to write home about, but it's a solid drive-through option. Like, obviously, I only had one thing, so I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll go again. Like when I'm in my car and need some food, right. and I'll try a couple of different menu options. One thing I can say is that they are very upselly on the intercom. Like, really? they're very much like, and would you like to add this? And would you like to add that? And I'm like. <laughs> No, I just want my burrito. Um, it reminded me of, did, did you see Dude, Where's My Car? Of course I did. That's one of my favorite <laughs> like movies. all day I was walking around going, and then, and then, and then. Um, but when I got to the window, they were so stinking friendly. Like, I'm telling you, the people working there made the Chick-fil-A people seem like goblins. Wow. I know. I can't even believe it. It was, it was crazy. But yeah, so it was a good experience. And like, yeah, it, my burrito was delicious. I do want to try it because I love fast food Mexican. Yeah. And let me tell you, they did upsell me on one thing. I ended up getting the stupid donut bites. <laughs> I heard those were, were good. They were pretty solid. They have cream cheese icing. Okay. Yeah. I feel like someone told me to order those. <laughs> yes, they were pretty good. I did have to take the lid off, though, because they do have a lid that doesn't have holes in it. And, like, I'm not here for some mushy donuts. Oh, correct. So, yeah. 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 But then, um, yeah, Friday night we popped into the Pony on Main Street down in OTR for some wings. And a 
really surprisingly incredible burger. Like it was Okay. It was dripping all over my hands, and it was just delicious. There's a lot of burger talk in Cincinnati lately, for so sure. that's, I'm going to have to check that place yeah. out. Yeah, and it was, like, surprisingly quiet for a Friday night, but it was because everybody was at Oktoberfest, which you probably couldn't drag me to if you paid me. I just really hate crowds. Like, I want to support my city and go get some cute little lederhosen content. Like, there was a lot of really cute stuff, but, yeah. like, I just can't deal with that many people. But when I say quiet for the pony, like, every table was full as was the bar but you could actually like get a seat if you waited a minute so which is rare it's usually like out the door there and then we popped over to Pendleton Parlor for some ice cream and he wanted a um cookies and cream milkshake for his this was kind of like his little birthday dinner because his birthday was ruined by a trip to urgent care so (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah so man I sure do eat out a lot for someone who felt like I had nothing to report Right, you hit some good spots. (laughs) Yes, but so uh, speaking of Oktoberfest, did you go? So I heard it was absolutely bananas. And while I do love the energy of our city, Mm -hmm. I don't love waiting 20 minutes in line for a beer. And I don't love waiting another 20 minutes for a sauerkraut ball. Yeah, that's just not my vibe. Oh, P.S. I know you had mentioned the sauerkraut balls. Chandler's on the west side they do a little sauerkraut ball and it's good okay I need, to, burgers. I need to hit them up because yeah. I am a sauerkraut ball connoisseur yeah. I normally get them at Laszlo's in Amelia mm-hmm. or the Hofbra house I know they oh, both okay them, yeah 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 for sure they're one of my faves okay and yeah I had my kids all weekend so like I didn't want to drag them down to fifth street because mm-hmm. I was talking to some other friends and they were saying it was super congested and that it was so much better in previous years when it was closer to Smale Park mm-hmm. because people could spread out There's and just more room. walk and play in the park. Yeah. Um, so I probably should have went on Monday, though, because I saw posts on Facebook saying that it was, like, way chilled out and you could oh, just kind of walk around. Oh, I didn't realize it around. went through Monday. Yeah, but... The oh, old... that's the vibe. I'll do that. Well, the time. only thing about going on the last day is that a lot of the places are probably out of stuff. Yeah. And, like, if I went down there and couldn't get a sauerkraut ball, I would be annoyed. <laughs> that is fair. That is absolutely fair. Okay, so let's get into what is actually open. Mm-hmm. So First Watch in Deerfield Township is officially and actually open... This is the project we mentioned a few episodes back, and now they're open. Yay! <laughs> I know they're a chain, but I freaking love First Watch. What I do, do you too. What do you order when you go there? I usually get some kind of skillet. Okay, I was just going to say I love the skillet. I love a skillet and the million-dollar bacon, which I share. 100%. Yeah. I don't know if I can go there without getting the million-dollar bacon. I know, like but I couldn't eat a whole order. It's a lot. You have to split. I I yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then we also mentioned that um, Braxton, Cincinnati was closing for a renovation and would be reopening with a private event space. And, well, they are. Their grand reopening is Friday, September 22nd. And they're going to have new street tacos from Taco Fuerte. So, stop by, check it out. It's called The Point. And scope out where you're going to have your next event. And then also... Our favorite topic, hoity-toity. They're oh, finally, they were finally open. Finally. I know. I went out to the grand opening on Saturday, and I think we got there about 15 minutes after they opened, and it was packed. The line went all the way around the entire store. It was super chilly. It was like 50-something, so I don't think people like really wanted to wait outside, so they curl around inside. But the donuts were so beautiful. For me, they were more like dessert than breakfast, but I don't really do sweet breakfast, and they were definitely sweet. But 
But um, it's so good to have businesses like this opening and expanding in Walnut Hills. You popped into the preview night too, right? Right. I didn't think I could go, uh-huh. but I was able to sneak in for like 45 minutes. So I had one of their donuts and it had like shimmer around the outside Ooh, of it. And that's the vibe. I love anything that's like glittery and pink yeah. and fun. Yeah. And the inside of this place is like very pink and cute. And it's very Instagrammable. It's very Instagrammable. Yeah. They have a whole like plant wall up and it's it's not a living one. So it's going to be super easy to maintain for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very cute. And I like that they have the windows so you can see them making the donuts. Mm-hmm. And the, the grand opening was super fun because they had drinks from Somerset and OTR. Yeah. And they had a DJ. Yeah. And, like, I wish I could have stayed longer. Like, there were a lot of other influencers there, and I was having a really good time. Yeah. But, like, well, and the I, little cones they had with the, like, that looked really good. Yeah. yeah. But I had to go. It was so. a busy night. Yeah. Okay. So Pelicans Reef and Anderson has reopened after repairs from a fire that happened in their building. They had a they're in a a strip mall kind mm-hmm. of and they had a big fire and a lot of the businesses closed along with them. Mm-hmm. So now they're officially reopened. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And then in the coming soon space, so get ready to spice up your life, Cincinnati. The Cincinnati <laughs> group. A group of local restaurant operators are set to open seven, guys, seven locations of Dave's Hot Chicken in the um, tri-state area. So this is an L.A.-based chain known for their finger-licking hot chicken tenders and sliders. I know I'm there for the kale slaw and creamy mac and cheese, right? So I've been sitting on this for a while until it was able to be announced um, because the owners are actually clients of mine who own several crumble cookies in the area they are the actual best i love them it's funny that it's an there's another chicken tender place opening but i like that they have sliders and stuff Mm -hmm. i'm really into the kale slaw yeah but i feel like america doesn't run on duncan america runs on chicken fingers i think you might be right about that that's hilarious That was a good one. (laughs) Okay, so Ford's Garage announced that they're opening a location at Liberty Center in 2024. It's going to be next to the AC Marriott. But here's the thing. I love Ford's Garage for the vibes. Mm -hmm. Like, the one in Rookwood is so cool inside. I still can't go in. Terrifying. Really? Oh, with with the cars that might fall down? Yeah. I wonder if this one will have the cars that go around your head. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know. For those of you who haven't been, they have these huge cars that go around the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like life-size cars. Yeah, terrifying. Uh- <laughs> but, I mean, they just... I don't really know what you would expect out of them because, I mean, it is just kind of like a burger place. Sure. But if I'm getting a burger, I'm probably not going. Trophy Pizza has announced that they are opening up their second location at the Gatherall in Factory 52. So this is crafted by foodie pros from Cincinnati and Brooklyn. These guys started Trophy Pizza because they couldn't find, like, the perfect Big Apple slice in Cincinnati. And their secret is a crispy crust, tangy sauce, and primo mozzarella that is all baked on a sizzling 600 degree stone i freaking love this place I know. i'm so excited i can attest it is the most legit new york pizza in cincinnati i can't wait to munch on some legit new york pizza yes and this is such a good addition to the gather all because i feel like the selections at the gather all right now are 
are very like, I feel like if you've got a picky kid, you can't eat there. But like a picky kid's going to eat a slice of cheese pizza. Right. And, and you can get it by the slice. Right, that's what I was going to say. They already sell it by the slice yeah, in where perfect. they are now. So it's the perfect choice, I think. I'm I so excited for them to be there. Yeah. And that might get me to Factory 52, like, because that's closer to my house than their location now. now. Yeah, for sure. So I might roll through there just to get a slice or two of pizza. Mm-hmm. I hear you. And in the meantime, you can get your slice at their original location in Evendale. Right. Yeah. Okay, so The Track is a restaurant that has been trying to open in Eastgate Mall for a while now. They were plagued with delays when Eastgate Mall was bought out. I don't Uh know if you remember hearing about that. And then luckily for them, the new owners loved their concept and they're planning to open in Eastgate Mall in October. And these are just like two local people that are trying to put this together. So Uh we definitely want to support them. Yeah. So stay tuned as we get more information. Cool. And then one of our local foodie influencer friends, Layla Living. I love her. I know. She's the cutest. So she and her husband have announced that they are opening a Big B Coffee in Delhi. This is very exciting for Delhi. Like, y'all know that I am a coffee snob. But if I want, like, a dessert coffee, I'm down for a Big B Coffee. And there is nowhere in Delhi to get a coffee. Like, because your girl is not going into Kroger to get, to get a Starbucks. I ain't going to Dunkies, and I am not drinking McDonald's coffee. Like, not happening. I know. This I'm is alive. this it's is fine. why we're such a good team because I love Starbucks, I love Dunkin' Donuts, and I love McDonald's coffee. <laughs> not doing. I'm it. like Can't the worst. It. We're a good. Yes, we are definitely and a I, good yin and yang. I don't even do sugar or cream or anything. I just drink it black, and it's like my fave. <laughs> but that's okay. That's what you got to have a yin and yang. It yeah. works. It works. Okay, so Opal announced their grand opening for September 30th. Mm-hmm. And I'm this is the one place that I'm You're like personally yeah. like super excited about. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be bummed if it lets me down, but I don't think it's going to. Uh, I think it's gonna be really cool. I'm so excited. Because they have yeah. like this huge inferno grill that to my knowledge nobody else has in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have great views, they're gonna have great cocktails. So I'm assuming they're gonna have great food. I'm gonna try to sneak in here before they open or right after they open and let you guys know for sure so the old envision cinema in blue ash is finally getting some new life acx is bringing their entertainment theater and backlot pizza concept to the space so they're gonna have detroit style pizza backlot tap house seven screens and gaming um this sounds really cool this it's been vacant for a while they closed during covid so i'm really excited to see someone take it over and i'm glad it's staying a theater we actually used to go to this location of envision with the kids every year on christmas because it it was like a treat of a theater experience like these i love these eat at your seat delivered by a server theater concepts, but they are way more expensive than just going to the movies. It's funny that you like that because I can't stand eating in the theater chair. Oh, I freaking love it. I, I love can't it. stand it. Yeah. I spill everything all over me. <laughs> I drop things on the floor. I can't see anything. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah. But this is a tradition we started when we were in New York because we would do Christmas Eve with my husband's family and then we didn't have any of my family there for Christmas Day. So we would go to 
to the theater with like all of the non-Christmas celebrating folks. Like the theaters are packed in New York on Christmas Day. That's funny. Yeah. So um, yeah. So we love that tradition. And then it also, but yeah. And then also in other theater news, the old Kenwood Theater that had to close when their landlords decided to gut the building, they will be moving into the space where city-based cinemas was occupying and expanding the food available. So they're and they're definitely open. And I don't think city base ever closed. Yeah, it might have just been like a smooth transition. Because I just saw a couple movies there last yeah. week. Tis the season when all of the ice cream shops are announcing their closing dates for the year. Uh, we saw on Instagram that Dojo Gelato's Northside location is closing, but will continue to do some pop-ups. So the cone will also be closing on October 1st, but then they're doing like an encore with everything that's left in overstock sale from October 3rd to 6th, but they're going to have varying hours. So make sure you check that out before you go. I think that's fun. I love going to like ice. I think it would be fun to go to an ice cream shop and just like buy whatever they have left. Right. Like Like, probably like random flavors and stuff that you've never heard of. Give me some sugar cones that you've got left. I don't want any cake cones. That's garbage. (laughs) Garbage. I will die under that bridge. Is that what you you say? Die under that bridge? I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Do you want to hear something funny? Yeah. I like cake cones. <laughs> Ew. They're like styrofoam. I know. It's no. Like, it just takes me back to my childhood. Uh, it does to me too, but like not in a good way. I just get this like very weird feeling on my tongue. <laughs> the way they get all melty. <laughs> Oh, Lord. And guys, we're not drinking this episode. No. Um, Oh, no. So what else is going on closings-wise? There wasn't too much. And technically, I guess all of these will be reopening. So what's going on? Right. So there's one more. Uh, Nation's Pendleton location announced it will temporarily close on October 1st, while the location at the corner of 12th and Broadway undergoes major renovations. A representative for Nation Pendleton, which opened in 2015, commented that it will take about a month or two. Oh, that's good. Literally, when I started reading this earlier, I was like, no, not another place in Pendleton closing. So I was so happy that it was like just for renovations. Same. I was reading through this and I was like, there's so much closing over there. But no, they're just making it better. Yes, I'm all here for it. I love it. Okay, so we have a ton of events going on this week. Um, Wild Weed is doing a dinner series at Mom and M September 28th and 29th. It's $50 a person for a three-course dinner. Um, it's They're going to have items like fried sweetbreads and seared albacore tuna and a crab apple sorbet. Ooh. I know. And then they've got a couple of little like add-ons that you can get to. Um, it sounds absolutely delicious. And if I know anything about Wildweed and Mom and M, y'all better make your reservations ASAP. I'm actually even hoping there are some left by the time we publish this at the end of the week because they always sell out super quickly. Right. And I feel like this is an iconic collaboration for right. like local foodies who really know the scene. Yes. Like, this is going to be good. This is the vibe. Absolutely. Okay. So what's going on with Crown Restaurant Group? So Five on Vine in OTR is having a special dinner event. They're mm-hmm. calling it Plates and Pages. It's going to be on September 27th and feature a prefix menu, 
by their new executive chef, Patrick Bowling. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah. So that's also some kind of fun news. Mm-hmm. And they're going to include wine pairings and they're going to have a special selection of books for guests to browse through. Mm-hmm. And to quote City Beat, Bowling is the newest addition to Five on Five, bringing more than 20 years of culinary experience with him. He worked with other local restaurants, including Opayo, Red Feather, and Pampas. CRG, Crown Restaurant Group, says with the addition of Bowling in the Kitchen, they're continuing their commitment of creating nourishing from scratch food that thrives in a comforting and welcoming environment. And I just felt like they said it so much better than I could have, so I wanted to quote them. (laughs) No, I love that. And then, like... This is awesome for CRG because we were just talking about, and it may have been offline, it might not have been on the actual episode last week, um, but we were talking about how they seem to be moving away from chef-driven restaurants, and the chef that is one of the owners, Anthony Sitak, um, seems to be like kind of the head chef of all of the restaurants. I might have that wrong, but that's what I feel like they've gone away from um, with opening everything up seven days a week. So I'm glad that they've got one of their concepts that is, you know, still has a chef like in the building. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like Five on Vine definitely needed some fresh air. I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see what he is going to do with it, especially since he has so much experience in really good restaurants i love all those places that he's previously worked at yeah because i've not been to five on vine yet and i i feel like they gear towards a more comfort style menu and i like to go to restaurants that have like smaller plates like tapas and things like that so i'm kind of hoping they change up the menu a little bit I agree. And we could be wrong. Maybe we need to go in and give it a go. But like, uh, it like all comes across very like heavy to me. And that's, yeah, I'm right. I tend to stay away from that. So oh, this was so cute. So Maggiano's in Kenwood is doing a kids cannoli cooking class. It's for kids from five to 11. I'm so bummed because my youngest would love to get into this, but he's definitely 14. They must be accompanied by an adult. This is not babysitting. (laughs) Um, But kids and parents will work with the chef to create their own delicious cannoli. So how cute is that? And then, right? And then afterwards, they're going to be like a breakfast buffet. It's like 25 bucks a person. Um, Are you going to take the kids to this? So I used to work at Maggiano's, fun Mm -hmm. fact. And I really do love the place, but I can't make it to really anything this weekend because my life has been completely swarmed by kids sports. <laughs> <laughs> I do not miss those days. Um, look, you know, Maggiano's is not exactly authentic Italian, uh, but I am a sucker for some Maggiano's. I'm not going to lie. My kids, like, they, they really like it too. See, I think because I work there, it kind of tastes homey to me. Like I'm sure. going back home. So sure. I love it. I mean, here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to Olive Garden, but I'm going to Maggiano's. Like, if that's the vibe, like, if I'm looking for something like that, like, very American-Italian, like, I'm not looking to spend all day making a lasagna at home. Like, this is where I'm going. They do have really good lasagna. Really good lasagna. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I keep talking about Soname Heritage, that farm in College Hill that I'm like completely obsessing over. Yeah. They announced a new dinner series with Chef Caitlin Young. So um, she is formerly of CWC and Station in Wyoming, as well as being a top chef competitor on Bravo um, and the chef de cuisine and pastry chef at Deer with her husband, Brian. The first one was on September 17th. Sorry, we didn't get this out to you guys to the last episode so you could attend that one but it is a series so we still wanted to cover it and keep an ear out for us to cover her more as she works to open young buck delicatessen with her husband brian um this is actually estimated to open an otr on new year's day so and then fun fact according to caitlin's instagram her I'm assuming Skyline order because come on, it can't be Gold Star. It just says my regular my order is a regular four way bean, which is how I take mine, mm. and a Mountain Dew. I go Dr Pepper though. I get a root beer. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Sometimes I get a root beer. You're right. My husband does not like root beer, so if we're sharing, I go Dr Pepper. But if it's just me, you're you're right. It's a root beer. I love um, sharing a pop. I feel like that's a pro tip, right? Like, because share- like, come on. You might as well save a dollar seventy nine or whatever. Right, and then just get the large. <laughs> it's like it's a dollar seventy nine for like a medium, and then a dollar eighty nine for a large. I feel like usually, so you just just upgrade and share it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think the most that the restaurant pays for the soda is actually like the cup. They pay more for the cup than the soda, so right. that's why that's like that. Dewey's Pizza has released their new seasonal pizza, and it's called the Smashing Pumpkin. It's made with whipped pumpkin ricotta and topped with mozzarella, crumbled sausage, roasted shallots, and toasted pumpkin seeds. Yum! So when I heard that Dewey's was doing a pumpkin pizza, I was like, I shut my son. I didn't even look at it. Um, I was like, why? Because I saw something recently that, oh, ButcherBox is doing pumpkin bacon. And I was just like, abso-freaking-lutely not. Are you I not? A, are you not a pumpkin spicer? I am, but on a bum, on bacon like that just <laughs> I, I, no, it's too far. Make it stop. So I literally thought the email was a prank, but so when I saw this, That's I completely so closed funny. my phone. But now listening to the ingredients, I'm I'm willing to try it. And, and actually, I think it's that sounds good. I'll pretty much eat anything with roasted shallots on it. I feel oh, like sure. that's a foodie secret. Like, yeah. just use shallots. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if they were, like, just putting the pumpkin, like, in chunks, like you would, like, butternut squash, then maybe that would... So, I'm I'm trying to think of it more like butternut squash than, like, sweet. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm willing to try it. I also heard they're releasing their harvest salad, which has been a favorite of mine for years and something I look forward to every year. Oh, yeah, that's really good. Um, Love it. So the pizzas are going to be available through Halloween. And then the harvest salad will stay on the menu to the end of the year. So because it's really that good. It's really that good. It's really that good. We love Dewey's. So I'm sure all of you saw the sad girl shots that the Filson was doing when rumors started swirling that (laughs) Joe Burrow was engaged. And everyone knows Jeff Ruby has a Joe Burrow steak and lobster tail. Well, now Duchess might be joining the train with the Joe Burrow billion dollar manwich. Yes. Um, Right? So they made this at a recent Bengal event and like guys were eating like three or four four of these bad boys um (laughs) and and i like 
this is taking me back to my childhood right now. The base of the sauce is made with Hunt's sloppy Joe sauce. Love it. Right? Totally having flashbacks. But it's like doctored up with like lots of local goodies like veggies and dude seriously hot sauce. And we aren't talking ground beef here, you guys. This is loaded with house-made brisket topped with coleslaw and grippos and served Ooh. on a brioche bun. Like... This sounds amazing. And shout out to Keith Pandolfi from the Enquirer and his article on the new Sando because <laughs> so you're going to love this. He ended it off by saying, seeing how much our star quarterback has already done for his team and this city, he'll always be Cincinnati's main manwich. Aww. I'm I dead. That. I'm dead. I loved it. So, They're yeah. selling me on the grippos. I'm going to put grippos on my next burger that I make. Oh, that yeah. sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so Buskins has a new item that I'm pretty darn excited about. <laughs> What's so going on? They took their apple fritter, mm-hmm. loaded it up with apples and cinnamon. Okay. Then they stuff it with Grater's vanilla ice cream. And here's like the thing. They warm it up before they serve it. Doesn't that sound amazing? Like they warm it up with the ice cream in it? Yeah, like they warm up the outside of the apple fritters. So it's like warm outside and like cold ice cream on the inside. I would think they would warm up the fritter and then put the ice cream in it. I feel like isn't the ice cream just going to melt? I don't know. I haven't had one yet. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure about the execution. We're going to have to do some some market research here. But I this, the taste sounds phenomenal. And it is only available at the Hyde Park location. Oh, that is good to know. That's definitely a need to know. You walk into any location around town and they're going to be like, what are you talking about? We don't have that. And then Finley Kitchen announced one of their newest members to be Kelly and Jermaine, the chefs behind, forgive me, I'm probably going to butcher this, Jay's Nyam and Jam? <laughs> it's N-Y-A-M. So Jay's Nyam and Jam. That's what yeah. we're on it. So yeah. this is a new Jamaican concept serving up some amazing looking jerk chicken tacos soon at the Finley Outdoor Market at the end of September. And so make sure you get out there and check them out because... The Finley Kitchen is just such a great place for people to start out without all the overhead of opening up a restaurant. And then they can build a following and get to the point where they can do that. And there are so many resources that help them, you know, figure out how to get there. So, Right. We've seen some amazing places come out of there. Didn't Wildweed start there? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, definitely some good stuff. So the Palm Court Grill Breakfast Brunch is back at the Hilton Netherlands Plaza. Hmm. And I don't 100% actually know if it ever went away, but I did try to make brunch reservations here a few weeks ago and it didn't appear to be available. Hmm. And then we called and they said they weren't doing it. But to my knowledge, they've always done a brunch there. Yeah. So I have confirmed that they're bringing it back um, if it was ever away. So (laughs) you can go and get brunch there. (laughs) 
Love that. The, the reason that I know is that I went on Open Table and mm-hmm. you can make brunch reservations on Open sure. Table. And I love a good Open Table reservation. So. Oh, for sure. Like, I know if you had to call them, something went haywire because we <laughs> we like to make our app reservations for sure. So I have actually never been there. I remember when I was a kid, my parents went and like stayed the night at the Netherlands Plaza for like an anniversary or something and it was like very like from our perspective it was like very fancy and that's the only that's literally my only reference point for this place at all that's so funny okay so I had some friends that used to work here so Mm -hmm. I have the the adult connection so I've Mm -hmm. been here a bunch of times but I also used to go here as a kid for Christmas for brunch during the holidays because we would go downtown and see the Shilto's elves sure when they were downtown and then yeah. we would have brunch or okay. vice versa so yeah. I definitely remember that and they're bringing back their Dickens brunch for the holidays which is a Cincinnati favorite for those yeah. who know well that sounds fun I might have to check that out this year yeah um so 80 acres has salad kits um hi and they're in Kroger stores and at Pipkins and I spoke to someone at 80 acres and they will be setting at Whole Foods soon as well um I tried the rock and ranchero from Pipkins and it was delicious these kits are a little on the pricey side compared to like other salad kits but totally worth it there is there are zero salad kits on the market that have olive oil based dressings they're all soy or canola which I just don't mess with so I do have notes though I would say personally, the dressing toppings to lettuce ratio is off. Like, in a good way, in that there's so much dressing and toppings, but like, we need more lettuce. So, yeah. I generally tend to have some 80 acres lettuce around in the house. So, I have no problem like throwing a little extra in there. And I love that the lid is resealable. So, like, even in the morning, I can open it throw some extra lettuce in, seal it back up, take it with me to the office. Um, But I am definitely eating the entire thing in one go, even though it's technically two servings. But like, even if you add some tuna or grilled chicken and eat the whole thing, it's still like a reasonable nutritional value for lunch. There's a lot of like healthy fats and protein. And um, I actually just bought the Greek one today at Kroger. But these just rolled out, so maybe they'll take some feedback and, you know, keep them going. They were, I will say, they were $2 more at Pipkins than they were at Kroger. Um, Oh, well, that's good to know. (laughs) But I, um, yeah, I'll let you know how I feel about the Greek one after I have it for lunch tomorrow. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to try it. They actually only had the Greek one at the Kroger that I went to, and I know there's a third one when I made my decision the first time at Pipkins, I got the Rock and Ranchero because it did have a little more protein, I think. Um, but yeah, I might grill up some chicken and bring that along. In more Food Network Cincinnati love, a spoonful of sugar is going to be featured on Food Network's baking series called The Big Bake Halloween. You can catch it on October 23rd. This is so exciting. I also just caught another episode from season 37 of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, where he featured Sago, the Malaysian spot in Mount Lookout Square. 
It looks so amazing. I need to get in here ASAP. Oh, for sure. And it's funny because when I went to Vivi on Sunday, we parked like all the way around the corner, like way past Delwood. And um, we walked right by this place and I was like, ooh, what's this little hole in the wall? And yeah, yeah, apparently I got to get out there. I love it. So what's going on in the next couple of weeks with you? So coming up next week, I have a whole lot of kids' sports and school events. <laughs> like, I'm st- I'm, it's literally taking over my life. Yeah. So my foodie plans are pretty sparse. I don't think we have anything planned. Mm-hmm. But you still have to stay tuned because we're going to have stuff to talk about next week no matter what. Oh, for sure. I actually have a bunch of like coffee and lunch dates planned. Um, Some of them were supposed to happen within the last two weeks, but we had, you know, all that stuff going on with my husband. So I had to reschedule, but I am going this week at the end of the week to Coffee Emporium and Cafe Alma. And next week, sorry, I'm going to Golden State Tacos without you. Oh, that's going to (laughs) be good. I know. I'm super excited about it. So I don't know if I'm more jealous of Cafe Cafe Alma or Golden State Tacos? (laughs) Honestly, like I'm very excited about the Cafe Alma food because their food is delicious. But I saw them post on their Instagram the other day. They have like a new fall like flight of like warm drinks. Ooh. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. That sounds amazing. (laughs) I know. And I'm actually going to Coffee Emporium back to back with Cafe Alma. So I'm going to be so caffeinated tomorrow. It's not even going to be funny. I love it. Awesome. Well, we will see you guys back on our first October episode. And uh, I can't wait. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cincinnati Foodies. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and follow us on Instagram. If you have any news restaurants to check out or you would like to be featured, you can email us at CincinnatiFoodies513 at gmail.com or slide into those DMs at Cincinnati Foodies on Instagram.